Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this. The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said and they allowed him to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late... He went out to Bethany with the twelve. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For the last five weeks, Reverend Cassie Waits and I have had the honor of talking with experts in different fields to learn more about how to practice our Christian faith. To learn about observing the Sabbath, we talked with two women, one Protestant who just started really resting on the Sabbath, and and one Jewish who grew up doing it. Then, thinking about singing, last Wednesday night we talked with two who have dedicated their lives to music, to learn about how to celebrate our bodies as temples where the Holy Spirit resides. We talked with a fitness instructor and an ER doctor. It each week, we, two of your pastors, took the seat of student to learn about things we don't know a whole lot about. And each Wednesday, Cassie assigned homework so that we could, uh, we all might practice doing these things that we haven't mastered and maybe get a little better at practicing this Christian faith of ours. That is what practice is for getting better at things. You, you haven't mastered it, so you practice and you get better and better. I remember baseball practice. At the apex of my baseball career, I was sitting the bench for the Marietta High School Blue Devils, but five or six days a week, I did get to go on the field for practice, and I took that practice seriously. Why? Because at any minute, I just knew coach might send me out to the field and into the game. That's how it is with so many of us who practice at different things. Choirs, they, they practice and practice and then they sing. 
Some people practice their French in private at home, but then they they go on a big trip. On the day the plane lands in Paris, maybe they're still not masters of the language, but there is a difference between practicing something at home and in private and doing it out in the open where people can see and hear you. What I want to, to point out to you this morning is that we have to practice our faith to get better. Because on the one hand, uh, following Jesus is just like anything else. And in one sense, practicing our faith is just like practicing baseball. But there's also a big difference between baseball practice and practicing our faith. The baseball games are scheduled. You know when they're coming. When it comes to our faith, there's no way of knowing when practice is over and the game has begun. You just have to practice and practice for that moment, knowing that you might need the honed skills of a Christian at the drop of a hat. Scripture says that these moments come like a thief in the night. Thieves don't call a week ahead to let you know that they'll be stopping by. Likewise, We don't know when that moment will be that we will need to truly know how to pray, but we do know that the moment is coming. I remember so vividly this moment just before our oldest daughter was born. We we didn't know it, but the, the cord was around her neck, and all at once her heartbeat slowed. You can imagine what this was like. All at once we went from anticipation to dealing in matters of life and death out of nowhere my wife was being pulled from the room and into surgery her her bed went down the hall and I wasn't allowed to go with her I said to my mother-in-law what do I do and she said Joe this is when we pray You see, we practice our faith because we don't know when the big game is scheduled. We just find ourselves in the midst of it all at once. We practice our faith, and when the moment comes, either we're ready for it or we're not. Either we know what to do or we don't. Jesus Christ was ready, and today is his moment. For so long, he'd been telling anyone who would listen... I must go to Jerusalem to die. That's what I came here to do. These sinful people don't understand anything. They have confused love with power. They have confused faith with laws. So I'm going to Jerusalem, and maybe if they crucify me, they'll they'll finally see that they have this whole thing turned upside down. Today is Palm Sunday, and that's what Palm Sunday is all about, you see. Jesus had been practicing, and it hadn't always been easy. You remember how he told Peter that he was going to Jerusalem to die. It was when they were up on the mountaintop, and not only did Peter try to get them to stay up safe on that mountaintop, but Peter also tried to talk Jesus out of going to Jerusalem altogether. Surely it wasn't easy for Jesus to say to his friend, Get behind me, Satan! For you are setting your mind on human things and not on divine things. In that moment, it became 
crystal clear. Christ had set his sights on Jerusalem. Likely he had been preparing himself for this moment long before then. But I tell you, today is the day. Today the the plane has landed and he's getting off whether he's ready or not. The people are cheering, but you can imagine him weeping because he's been preparing himself, not with rose-tinted glasses, but seeing right through the cheers, knowing that before him is the cross. He was ready. And so he rode onward. On the other hand... We know that for so many who claim to follow him, game day came and they forgot everything. I've been thinking a lot about the two mass shootings that have happened recently. The editorial cartoon in last Wednesday's paper said, I guess now we know things are really getting back to normal. Two mass shootings in one month. You know as well as I know, this is not normal. And a sobering reality of how out of whack our society is, is how many of these mass murderers were raised in the church. Which leads me to my point. We all need to practice this faith a little bit harder. Because there are some who take action in this world, who who walk out onto the field on game day and act as though they've never heard the words, love your neighbor as yourself. Render to no one evil for evil. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Game day came and they forgot everything, or else they had been practicing hate instead of love, for they denied the gospel with their actions. They mistook their brothers and sisters in Christ. They did exactly the opposite of what we all know he exemplified, and it tears me up inside. It makes me sick to my core, and it makes me want to shout from the mountaintops, Christians, it is time for us to practice what we preach preach. For what we preach is love. What we preach is freedom. What we preach is human dignity, having sung it since we were in the nursery, that each and every one is precious in his sight. That's what we must practice. That's what we must practice until the Father's love spills right out of us. We need to practice our faith. And let me tell you what happens when we do. A couple weeks ago, Reverend Joe Bryce and Catherine Harrison were were talking with Cassie and me in this book study. The chapter was all about saying yes and saying no, and, and Joe Bryce walked us through a series of statements trying to Prove how easy it can be to set good boundaries and say no if we just if we just practice. So he says, repeat after me. The light is on. 
You see, you can just say that. The light is on. So we, we repeated him. The wall is green, he said next, and we said that. Then, I don't have time to do that as well as I would like. Which we all repeated, though it was a little difficult because we, we don't often say things like that. The purpose of this exercise was to prove that the more you practice saying something, the easier it is to, to say it. And I tell you all of this so that you know why. What I'm about to tell you matters so much. Last Tuesday was Bud Tubbs' funeral. But Dr. Jim Speed, one of his best friends, walks in to see the family on the day of that funeral. And as soon as he saw them, he said, This is a good day. And he said it not as forced words, not as empty words, not as hopeful words, but as a matter of fact. He said it just as plain as if he had just said the light is on or the wall is green. Because when people practice their faith, it is there when they need it. And having practiced his faith since the day he was born, Jesus Christ rode into Jerusalem knowing what he was in for, ready for what awaited, that you and I might face death without fear. Because he practiced what he preached and did what he knew was right. Because he rode into Jerusalem though he knew death awaited him, today we might know full well That those who die in the Lord are not lost. Instead, we trust that they are going home. Let us all practice our faith so that we know the way there. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.